Welcome to Soul Path Parenting, the podcast that explores how we set our kids up to live their best lives from the start and how we stay conscious, inspired, and sane while we do it. I'm your host, Amy Breeze Cooper. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me for this first episode of Soul Path Parenting. What you're going to find here today is a few things. While our format will be typically interview format, today I'm going to really highlight for you what the show is about, what the inspiration for the show is, who it's for. And at the end, stay tuned because at the end, I'm going to give you your first inspiration nugget. We're going to end every show with a kind of a, a nugget of inspiration that you can apply in your own life. And today, because we don't have an interview, I'm going to share with you something that I recently learned from one of the leading thinkers in conscious parenting that has changed, frankly, the way that I'm creating, as well as the way that I play with my kids. I just love it. And I can't wait to share it with you. But before we get to that, let's talk about I wanted to share a story about the inspiration for the show. When my daughter Isla, who's now four, was she was still three, she was coming up four. At breakfast, she's seated at the count on one side of the counter. I'm standing on the other side of the counter where I always stand to dole out breakfast and sometimes even eat my meal myself. And she asks me, Mommy, what's going to happen to me when I die? And I just froze. I stopped in my tracks. Not because it didn't seem like an obvious question. Actually, at the time, my stepdad had been quite ill and She was hinting around at questions like this, but because I didn't have a ready answer for that question. And the first thing that jumped into my mind was, well, I know what I'm not going to say. Maybe you can relate to this, but my my parents, um, their answer was heaven. It was kind of a one-word answer. Frankly, it was super confusing to me, and um, it didn't really go any further than that. So At that moment, I realized that I was, there was this opportunity for this start, planting the seeds of a conversation in whatever way is appropriate for a three-year-old around some bigger concepts that I've learned in adulthood. I, I subscribe to the notion, and this is cliche by now, but that we're spiritual beings having a human experience. And so I saw in that question the opportunity to start to plant those seeds, and yet I really was unprepared with how to start that. And so I wondered, I've done a lot of personal development work over the last 10 years and a lot of spiritual growth, and I wondered how those people who I've been reading and learning from, how they would answer that question. And then an even bigger question came into my mind. What are the conversations that those leaders in personal growth and spiritual growth are having with their kids? The bigger conversations that set them up for living their best lives. And what are the practices, perhaps even more importantly, the practices that they're putting in place with their kids? And for whatever reason, two people popped into my head. Uh, By the way, I'm a super fan of Super Soul Sunday, so I've heard all of the interviews with all of the leading thinkers, as maybe you have as well. And Brene Brown popped into my head and I thought, she's talked about her kids. I believe she has a couple of kids and they're certainly older than my kids. And what 
what were the conversations and practices that that she had with her kids? Maybe there's something there I could learn from. And also Sean Acor, who's a leading researcher in happiness, popped into my head. I know he has a little one that's probably around the age of my youngest. And so with that thought, I realized I've done 10 years of this personal development work, but it was entirely in my adulthood. And I have big questions about how this translates into how I parent my children. And that was how Soul Path Parenting was born. So the idea here is to have conversations about that go a level deeper about parenting. We'll be talking with authors, practitioners, and leaders in personal development, not necessarily all parenting experts. In fact, mostly not parenting experts, but experts in how human beings develop, experts in spirituality, both from within faith traditions and outside of faith traditions, Uh, doctors, researchers, coaches, teachers, mediums. We're going to get a little woo-woo from time to time. Really talking about what we can learn, both from their expertise in their discipline, as well as from their experiences and their adventures in parenting. In addition to that, we'll talk with people from different walks of life, really parents living their best lives and parenting all at the same time so that we can learn from real world experiences of how this is done. And finally, I'll mention, we'll talk to some kids. I just, I can't wait to start to talk to kids about parenting. So that's who we're going to be talking to in the context of this show. Now, who is this show for? Well, very likely, if you're still listening and anything I've said has resonated with you, then it's probably for you. But let's get a little more specific. I have five different thoughts or questions that if you've thought these things, this show is for you. First of all, I know I want to do things differently than when I was a kid, but what does that look like? So I love that Maya Angelou quote, when you know better, you do better. I am convinced that my parents did the best that they could with what they had and what they knew. And also that the way we're raising our kids needs to look different. It's a different world. And yet I'm not entirely clear what that looks like. And so if you're not, come along with me on this journey. Secondly, how do I raise my kids to be spiritually connected without religion? Or if you have a clear faith tradition in addition to your faith's teachings. There's so much amazing thinking that's come through in the last few decades. And as far as I know, there's not a Sunday school for Eckhart Tolle. (laughs) So how do we start to share some of that context with our kids starting when they're young? Thirdly, And I'm pretty sure every parent has thought this. This may not narrow down the listener base much, but am I doing this right? Am I a good parent? I mean, I I feel like I've had those those thoughts and questions. And the fact is, that's not particularly useful. And so this show is about shifting from judgment to embracing parenting as a learning journey. And then finally... Have you felt like, I just don't have time to figure this out on my own? I'm interested, but I don't have time 
to go read book after book and sort this out and and apply it with my kids? Or finally, have you thought my tank is empty? Like I could just really use some parenting inspiration right about now. I feel like I'm on this journey by myself and I need my people. I want to be in a conversation and listening to a conversation and participating in a conversation about parenting in a different way. Then you are in the right place. So why am I doing this? Why am I creating this show? Because I guess I could just go out and interview people on my own and read a bunch of books and get really clear myself and parent my four kids in a new way. But what I really am inspired by is this. First, let me ask all of you to think about your answer to this question. Did you have one or two unconditionally loving and accepting parents? And what's the difference that that would have made in your life to have that? Because what lights me up, I'll, first I'll share with you, I had one unconditionally loving and accepting parent. Um, one of my best friends in the world had zero. My husband is one of the very few people I've ever met who had two. And when I look at the struggles of a person who hasn't had that, including myself, every time life hands you a challenge, you at least in my case, it's a spiral of enoughness. Am I enough? Versus having struggles that are kind of like road bumps. This is my husband, by the way. It's like a road bump and he learns and he grows and he gets beyond it without ever questioning his fundamental enoughness. And it just, it makes me actually want to cry to think about a world in which all children know that they are enough and that they can grow up with unconditional love and acceptance for who they are exactly as they are. So that's what I'm committed to starting down the path towards. And if that lights you up, then I'm excited to share this conversation with you. The other thing I wanted to share is a little bit about the name and my belief about the soul path of parenting. So by the way, I don't know if this is true. I mean, I've, ha- I've heard a number of, of mediums share this, but I choose to believe it because I just love it and it just fuels me as a parent and it's this. I believe the children at a soul level choose their parents. And so it's not about being the perfect parent to that child. It's about being a partner with that child because we're all here in our humanness to learn and grow together. And so if you feel like it's a struggle sometimes, then it's the perfect struggle. And if you feel like uh, you know, sometimes you you judge yourself or beat you start yourself up. It's time for us to sort of flip the conversation and start to embrace the joy in the journey because you're not supposed to do it perfectly. You're supposed to you're supposed to learn from it, and so that's the path that I'm on and that we're really committed to on this show. I figured it also might be helpful context for you to know a little bit about who I am. So first of all, you know I'm a mom, 
and I'll share a little bit with you about our family. I became a mom of three at 40, and it was something that motherhood was something I knew I wanted to do. Since I was 25 years old, it was like a flip. Uh, sorry, it was like a switch flipped inside of me. And I knew that I had to become a mom. It was almost this like physical instinct. It was like at the animal level. So I can't tell you I had these lofty, sort of idealistic, selfless notions of parenting. I did not. It was just something I knew I had to do. And so um, I kept having relationship after relationship and making the same choosing the same type of partner that wasn't going to work out. We'll just put it in a nutshell. Maybe at some point I'll share more with you about that. And so finally, you know how the universe will keep bringing you the same lesson over and over again until you get it and it gets like louder and louder. And so finally, when I was 38 years old, I had quit my corporate job, moved back to Denver and was was I was dating like it was my job, which for people who knew me, that's like that's pretty, pretty pretty high level of commitment to dating. And so I was on the apps and I finally had this relationship where I saw that it was the blaring example of the same choice I was making over and over again. And it was such a gift because in that moment, I decided I'm not choosing that anymore. And I switched what I was looking for, switched myself energetically. And two months later, my husband came into my life. That's when I was 39. I got married to him at 40 and so came into stepmotherhood first. Now my stepdaughter is nine and my stepson is seven. And then later uh, that same, uh, well, not the same calendar year, but later as well, I was still 40, had our uh, first daughter together who is now four and um, then we have a son uh, that I had a couple years or 18 months later who's um, just turned three today okay this is really funny but those kids that I'm speaking of the we call them the bigs and the littles the littles my four-year-old and my just three-year-old I I actually paused the recording to listen back you can hear them in the background. So they're having a little play date here. And um, this is, of course, mom life. So uh, we also have a full-time nanny. I will tell you, and I I just want to be fully open and authentic with you guys because I feel like there's so much kind of mom judgment and shame. We have a full-time nanny, and I am the mom I am because I have 40 hours a week of help. So I'm just being totally honest with you guys. I'm I I so admire the women who want to sign up for doing this or frankly the men. We were just having a play date earlier today with a stay-at-home dad friend of mine. Um so whatever gender you are and identify as, that's amazing to choose that path of full-time hands-on parenting. Um that's not what I've I've chosen. That's not actually uh the the balance that that keeps me Sane. So I'll just admit that right now in case that's any helpful, any in case that's helpful to any of you who are are making those decisions. So a little bit more background about me that might be helpful. I love to travel and explore other cultures. I actually lived in Spain for a couple years after college, and I would love to live abroad one day. I think exploring other cultures helps us to sort of question some of the preconceived 
some of the things we've accepted is as if there's only one way to do it. And then you actually immerse yourself in another culture where they do things entirely different in ways you never contemplated. So I love traveling and, and getting to know other cultures for that reason. Uh, we will explore parenting and other cultural contexts as a part of the show. I grew up in Gainesville, Florida, and my dad was a professor, which might have something to do with why I love to learn, as you can already tell, and geek out on ideas. And I just remembered two days ago as I started preparing for this first show that my dad was actually a DJ before I was born, which just lights me up because he passed away 12 years ago. And it's so cool to think that he might be out there kind of on my spirit team cheering me on. I mentioned before that we now live in Denver. I've kind of spent the second half of my life in Denver, and I love it here. I worked in corporate America for nearly two decades. I was in marketing for a large consumer product company. I learned a ton. I love the world of communications. And I was always most fascinated by what makes people tick, like really understanding what's in the hearts and minds of the people we were marketing to. So I am so excited to take my passions for communication and for people in this new direction. Okay, so I promised you if you stuck around that there would be a little nugget of inspiration for you at the end of the show. And this is something, frankly, that we're planning to do in every show is I know you're busy. I know it's great to have a conversation or listen to a conversation that's inspiring and giving you new ideas for how to do things differently. And I will say that the things that have made the biggest difference in my life are actually things where I get the awareness and I take action. So I'm going to be bringing you at the end of each show something that either creates new awareness or creates new action that you can apply in your own parenting journey. So for today, I just want to set this up a little bit by saying I'm a really big fan. You may have guessed this by now. I'm a really big fan of Dr. Shafali Sabari. She wrote The Conscious Parent and The Awakened Family. And last month, I had the opportunity to go to her annual event and meet her. It's called Evolve. Uh, she holds it. This year, she held it in Long Beach, which is where it mostly has been for the five years she's been doing it. And this is a little nugget of wisdom that I got from her in her the uh, Year of the Awakened Heart course, which if you're interested in it, you can look up online. Um, here's the way that she explains um, how to transform the way you relate to creating is really kind of my takeaway. So there's four pieces to this. Everything starts as coming from source, like any idea or inspiration that you have, imagine that there's either some divine inspiration or there's some soul, like it's in you, it's in you at a soul level. And that's where that seed of inspiration comes from. In her case, she talked about it being this inspiration to capture and share these ideas about conscious parenting. In my case, it's this inspiration to create this conversation about uh, parenting. From source, that's step one. It goes into step two, form. Form is obviously, as part of our human experience, how you would share something, how something actually comes to life. In her case, it's writing 
a book. In my case, it's the podcast. And so that decision about putting it into form actually is where you start to face this fork in the road. So you can go down one fork in the road and this is being attached. This is where the ideas, in her case, she shared the idea of, okay, is anybody going to read it? Is it going to be a New York Times bestseller? Is it going to make money? Is it going to be all those questions about, is it going to be big enough? Is it going to be good enough? In my case, of course, I share similar questions about the podcast and I'm choosing to step into a different, onto a different path. And that other path is playing. So this is sort of the fork in the road, step three, where you go, I have this inspiration, this from source idea, I'm bringing it into form, and I'm going to play. And so then the fourth aspect of this is if you step into attachment, and all of the judgments and concerns, that's where the suffering comes from. And if you step into playing, that results in joy. And so I share that story because actually, literally the day that I heard that, of course, it applies to the podcast, as I've mentioned, but it also applies to how I engage with my children. I get done working. I go downstairs. My then two-year-old, as of today, three-year-old, grabs me with a hand and says, Mommy, come play with me. Come build Legos with me. So we go into my stepson's room, which is where all the Legos are, and we start. he starts building something. And I sit down and I think, okay. What am I going to build? I want to make it good. I want to make it something that's really, you know, he's going to love. It's going to really impress him. And I start to get all attached, literally, about the outcome of what I'm creating while I'm trying to play with my son. So instead of playing, I'm literally attaching inside of the act of playing to this creation that I'm going to, some Duplo masterpiece that I'm going to make. And in that moment, I remembered this kind of process, how you can step down this road and there's this fork in the road. And I chose, okay, I'm not going to step down the attached path. I'm going to step down the true path of play and into joy. Because my kids are in the present moment. He's not thinking about some grand design. He's stacking one Duplo on top of the next and seeing if it falls over and laughing hysterically. And so I stepped into that and I just started building something and I'm not even going to tell you I mean it had two different sets of wheels going in some let's just say unique direction I'm not even going to tell you if it was good or bad or if you liked it because frankly that just brings me right back into judgment and that is the whole point is that this can if you really just connect in the moment and play without attachment this is has the potential to powerfully impact the way that we connect with our kids. So there you have it. Put that to work in your own life. Look at what are you up to creating. Know that it came from source. Know that whatever form you chose is the way you're bringing it into your humanness. And then look for yourself. Where is it showing up as attachment and heavy and sticky and fraught with all of your expectations Versus where is it showing up as play? Maybe you're already doing this. Maybe you're just creating to create and you're in the moment. And if so, that is awesome. That is something I personally am looking to working to reclaim. And so my commitment to you inside of this podcast is that this podcast will come from joy. It will come from play and it will come from a conversation that frankly, I was inspired to create and share with the world and 
we're gonna just be really real and authentic and bring it to you. And I hope it makes a difference and an impact for you. I really know it already is for me. And it is with great joy in my heart that I I kicked this off. So with that, I'm going to wrap up this first episode. If you like what you're hearing, please subscribe. We're going to be bringing you a new interview every Tuesday to bring you inspiration on your parenting journey. Thank you so much and have a wonderful day. 